Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. I want to continue with our focus on different types of EQ skills. And today it's going to be around consequential thinking. And I will define what that means. Uh, And I know we all have kind of an idea of what that is, but this is an important skill. And yes, it's an emotional intelligence, competency, and skill that can be practiced, but it's also something I think that's just critical for everyday life, the decisions we make, the things that we come up with as far as options and choosing what we want to do. Well, let me share with you, I was sitting in a meeting recently with a group of leaders, and this is a question that came up. Why do our people get stuck all the time? And that's obviously a very general question. And so I asked them, well, is that true? I mean, do they truly get stuck all the time? And they admitted it wasn't all the time, but it was more often than they would like. Well, I had to ask a number of other questions to figure out, okay, what's underneath all of this? And we finally determined it was a lack of viable options. People were used to doing things a certain way, and when they ran across something that was new and different, they weren't sure how to deal with that, so they just kind of stopped. They kind of got stuck. But this whole process is really a little more nuanced than that. Let's think about this consequential thinking skill set or competency. It is one of the skills of emotional intelligence, or EQ. Uh, I want you to take a few seconds and think about where consequential thinking is being taught. Is it being taught in schools? Is it being taught at work? How about at home? Well, the answer to that could be yes to any or all of those. But the reality is that would be outside the norm. Consequential thinking is really not something that's taught as it should be. Yes, colleges are supposed to teach skills like consequential thinking, and some do, but honestly, anymore, it's pretty rare when a college teaches that kind of a skill. Just a side note. A lot of people are going to get hung up on the word consequences. Most people consider consequences to be a negative, like punishment or discipline, something bad, something negative. Consequences can be positive, they can be neutral, or they can be negative. So when we talk about consequences and consequential thinking, We talk about it in the context of an EQ skill, an emotional intelligence skill. So maybe we should step back just a minute 
and define what consequential thinking is. It's a process of thinking about something, a situation, then create possible options for approaching that situation, and then attempt to predict the most likely consequences if we chose a specific option. Now, this is all happening before we make our final choice. Now, that's one definition. In the six seconds model of emotional intelligence competencies, here is their definition of applying consequential thinking. Evaluating the costs and benefits of your choices. That's a nice, simple definition, isn't it? Evaluating the costs and the benefits of your choices. Simple definition, right? Easy to do. Wrong. (laughs) At least it isn't easy for me to do. And it's not that it's so difficult to apply consequential thinking. It's most people will not invest the time and the effort to do it. Why? Well, honestly, like most things in life that are difficult for people to do, they may not know how. And that uncertainty of how to do something goes back to the conversation I had with that group of leaders. That's where people get stuck. If they don't know the how-to, they may not come up with it on their own. They may not practice consequential thinking and come up with options and innovations and new and different ways of doing things. Why does that happen? It really comes down to the way our brains work. Our brains like to rely on answers and solutions we've already created, things that have worked for us in the past. For a a variety of reasons, to be honest about it, our brains like to conserve energy. The part of our brain, the executive function in our brain, the prefrontal cortex, is a part of our brain that does all of this heavy thinking. And it uses a lot of energy and it's work. Uh, Strategic thinking, consequential thinking, uh, problem solving, decision making, critical thinking, abstract thinking, all of those are a part of that executive function part of our brain that takes a lot more time and energy and focus than just relying on patterns that are already developed, solutions we've already tried, that have had success. Here's the problem, and you may have noticed it. Things have changed in our world in the last several years. The pandemic and just just all of the turmoil and everything that's going on And I have had many people say to me, in some fashion, the old ways or the old models of doing things simply don't work very well right now. And they're exactly right. Because the world has changed. And it's not going to go back to the old way. We are in a new reality. And because of that, We need to come up with new ways of thinking, which is a perfect place to practice consequential thinking, because that's where decisions and innovations and that's where you can input creativity 
and come up with new and even better solutions and choices that will move things forward faster and more efficiently. And that can be our personal life and the way we handle our personal lives, or it could be at work, it could be in any part of our life. So this concept, this skill of consequential thinking is really important to our success and to our satisfaction. I remember when I started this podcast quite a while ago, over a year ago, I remember my son, one of my sons, talking to me about it. I was a little surprised he had found it and listened to it. I didn't really promote it that much with my kids, but he said, Dad, it was really, really better than I thought it would be, <laughs> which, which is kind of funny if you think about it. Uh, and then I had another son who said, hey... I was listening to your podcast and I was sitting there with my pen and my notepad and I was ready to write down the how-to of what you were going to tell us and you didn't give us the how-to. And so I have learned an important lesson that I need to do a good job of the how-to. And let's go there with consequential thinking. If you look at consequential thinking as running what-if scenarios in your head, and then considering the consequences or the potential consequences each scenario may have, that's a workable process. That's a reasonable way to practice consequential thinking. Here are some things that could get in the way of that. And I want to share these up front because I think it's important to understand the difficulty of practicing something like consequential thinking really comes from removing a lot of the roadblocks. So let's talk about what those potential roadblocks might look like. Number one, allowing your brain to run on autopilot. Our brains love running on autopilot because we don't have to think very hard. When that we like, we like that. Our brains like that. Number two, not thinking it's worth the effort. And I think this happens a lot. Eh, it's not worth the time and energy. That's what we're saying to ourselves, but it really is. Number three, personal bias. That could get in the way. We may say, nope, we know the right answer. We don't need to listen to anybody else or, or try anything different. It's fine. Number four, a comfort with the way you've always done something. And I think that's a big one for all of us. I think we all suffer a bit from from that, call it a traditional way of doing things. There's nothing wrong with tradition, but bottom line, new challenges need new skills and new thinking. And we're definitely in a in a change mode in our world right now where we need to be developing new skills and new thinking. The next one, a fear of loss of control. That's a big one as well. If if we don't stick with what we're used to, we might lose control. Well, I'm not sure we had control in the first place, to be honest about it. We need to think of that one through. But but I think that's a fair statement, and I think it's something we all experience at times. And the next one is resistance to change. A lot of folks don't like change. And 
honestly, there's probably times when all of us don't like change, especially if we don't think the change is worth it. But if that becomes a roadblock for you in applying consequential thinking, because you're going, okay, if I do that, I may have to change. Well, if you shut that down, you're kind of moving yourself into a fixed mindset approach to life versus a learner mindset. And I would always recommend against that. The learner mindset is a growth mindset. It's a productive, effective mindset. And we learn through mistakes. That's another thing that could get in the way. We're afraid of making a mistake. We're afraid of conflict. Those are two things people really don't like, making a mistake and conflict. But if we think about it, we're the ones making the decision. If there's conflict, it's probably inside your own head, and, and there are ways to work through that process. Here's another one, uncertainty. Well, that's kind of at the heart of the nature of what we're talking about. If we're coming up with new options and different ways of doing things, there's going to be some uncertainty, but we need to be okay with that. And okay, if we make a mistake, then we learn from it and we move forward. The last roadblock I want to talk about is being overwhelmed or just too busy. I cannot tell you how many times in the last year that I have heard people tell me We're simply too busy. We do not have the time to do this very important thing we know we need to do, but we're just too busy to do it. And I'm being very honest about that. And that is a tough spot to be in because if there is something you could do that will save you time, energy, focus, will make your efforts more successful, your life more satisfying, but you just can't get around to it because you're too busy, something's out of balance, right? Um, these are all possible roadblocks to consequential thinking. So how do we get past these or around these? I like to use the word navigate. How do we navigate through these waters? We make this consequential thinking skill a practice and a priority. The priority is simply placing enough value on it that you will do it. What about the practice? That's what I want to talk to you about next. This is one of those things where different people may approach it differently, but still get good results. So I'm going to share with you the process that I use when I practice consequential thinking. Okay, son, here's the how-to. Get ready. Number one, Determine how important the choice is that I need to make. If it rises to a certain level, then I will invest in consequential thinking. That level may be different for different people. You're the best person to determine what that level is for you. If it's one thing where I'm stopping to grab something to eat on the way to a place, and I mean, I don't put a lot of consequential thinking. I mean, I go to a place that... I know I enjoy something there and all of that. To me, that's not a decision that I rise to the level of consequential thinking. It only rises to that level if I'm asking my wife out on a date and we're talking about which restaurant to go to. Talk about consequential thinking. (laughs) There's a lot of that that's going on in that process. Number two, 
the next step. I then look at who and what will be impacted by my choice. These are really two different questions, and they're both important. When I have this in mind, now I can move to the next step. So I've done number one, which is what level of importance does it rise to? If it rises to a certain level, then I will practice my consequential thinking. Number two, who will it impact and what will it impact? Number three, then I start to create options. Options provide flexibility. Uh, It's a process of divergent thinking. This keeps me from simply relying on what I've done in the past which may or may not be a good choice. Then I move to the next step. I set a minimum of coming up with at least three different options. This ensures that I am truly practicing consequential thinking, not just checking a box to say I've done it. It would be easy, and our brains love easy, to fall into that autopilot and say, okay, I thought about it. Okay, I picked a couple of things, and no, I'm going with the one I always go with. If it's an important enough decision, then I'm going to take the time to go through this process, and I'm going to come up with at least three viable options. The next step. Now I consider the potential consequences of each option, if I were to choose it. This is where I consider who and what it will impact, that choice would impact, and finding the right balance between those. And that's another important part of this. Who is it going to impact? What is it going to impact? And then I need to balance those to come up with a really good idea of what's the best possible decision or choice that I can make. And the last step then, after I've reflected on each of the options and the potential consequences, I make the best choice based on my process. This may seem like a lot of work. In reality, especially after you practiced it some, it only takes a little bit of time to work through this process, but the benefits of doing it are definitely worth it. This is a great practice for more than just coming up with options and their potential consequences. So what else can you get out of a practice like this? Well, you put a practice like this in place, it ensures first that you're taking a thoughtful approach to making decisions. It reduces the possibility that you're going to make a rash decision or you're going to react in a way that you're going to regret later. And we've all been there. This is the way I practice consequential thinking. You may find something different works better for you, and that's great. The point of all of this is find a practice that does work for you. Okay, let's take this back to the EQ skill of consequential thinking. It's a foundational skill. Many of the other EQ skills would not be nearly as effective without the ability to consider how our choices 
impact ourselves and other people. In many ways, consequential thinking is an important element in practicing and growing our overall emotional intelligence. It's a critical component of being intentional. And if I've said this a million times, I'm sure, over the last 10 years, or maybe approaching a million, um, be more intentional. Intentionality puts us in the right lane so that we can get where we want to go better and faster and we're not detouring a lot. That's one way to look at it. Consequential thinking, as it relates to overall emotional intelligence, it's just a foundational skill. Being more intentional in our choices instead of simply reacting is going to give us better outcomes in the long run. It facilitates changing patterns if we want to. It allows us to practice empathy at higher levels. And it also helps us to stay true to ourselves, our purpose, and our values. Consequential thinking is one of those skills that improves more as we practice it more. And I know a lot of skills are that way. That's true. This one especially, it is a perishable skill. I think consequential thinking is truly a perishable skill. If we do not practice it for a period of time, we lose competency in this skill. Question. If you could make better decisions more often, what would that do for you? I know this skill has helped me immensely. It's important to me to ensure that my decisions impact others in as positive a way as possible. That's a real important thing to me. That makes me take the time to be more thoughtful, be more intentional, and then continue to practice consequential thinking. It truly is a practice, maybe a set of practices or a process like I've given you. I want to leave you with a challenge. Think of an important decision you have to make in the near future. Using the process that I shared with you earlier in the way that I practice consequential thinking, I want you to apply that process to the decision that you need to make. After you do that, after you apply that process, I want you to ask a few simple questions. Did anything change for you? Did you come up with an option you had not previously considered? Did the process bring additional clarity? This EQ skill, like many of the others, is something that will benefit you for the rest of your life. I encourage you to try this out. This is a skill that I think will bring great rewards to you if you will practice it. Find a process that works for you. It may not look exactly like mine. Enjoy making better decisions more often. Thank you for joining us for this episode. 
If you have any questions about this week's episode, or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.